Well, we've had a palaver. Yes, we have an incident. Thank you so much for coming back for episode three of Still Legit. If this is your first episode, <laughs> please don't judge us by the sound quality in this one. Anna, please explain the incident. Basically, Emily's sound recording, her file froze and went into the ether and is gone. And everything that Emily said is lost. And it was gold. It was absolute Absolute gold. gold. Let me tell you. We have the Zoom audio of our video call. The conference call audio. Exactly. So all that is to say, it's not going to sound as nice as we would like it to, but we hope that you still enjoy the episode and come back for next week's because it will sound like magic. So silky and so sexy. Mmm, tasty, tasty. Hope you enjoy. Anna Leon Brophy, are you there? Emily Lloyd. What's my name? <laughs> Sorry. Who? Ooh. No, she's not here. She's not in right now. I've forgotten who you are. Emily Lloyd talk to me, a baby. I mean, I figured out that we're both here. <laughs> so it must oh, be another yeah. episode of Still Legit, where two very good yeah. friends who definitely know each other's name examine childhood gems and see if they hold up today. Are they still legit? Don't worry, babe. Yeah, we styled legit. it out. Yeah, we don't need to do that again at all. No! Uh, <laughs> we look at films, we look at beloved series, we look at other works of art and we bits of popular culture. Yet. No, that's because... Um, we can't be asked to read. Reading <laughs> is hard. <laughs> you know, I've got my, um, my Zoom microphone. They're not sponsoring us, but if they want to, that'd be fine. I've got it propped yeah, up on the works of William Shakespeare. Also not sponsored by Shakespeare, but if he wants to, that would be absolutely fine. So I feel very cultured and very kind of highbrow. Just FYI, it's very confusing that you have a Zoom that is not what everyone else in the world right now thinks of is a Zoom. We are also on a Zoom call so I can see your face talking to me. So I'm I'm Zoomed up, Zoom, Zoom. Just disregard that others, they must be kicking themselves. They must be like the Corona beer of... because... Um, this is uh, a fact, but I don't know whether it's to do with the Zoom microphones. When lockdown... Not sponsored by them, but it would be great. <laughs> when lockdown happened, <laughs> shares obviously went up hugely in Zoom, the conference call. But Zoom, the conference oh, call, no. was not owned <gasps> by a company called Zoom. They're owned by a company called something else. So people were accidentally buying shares in the other thing. In something else called Zoom. And they were like, fine with it, obviously. What? Yes. That's great. Good job. Did you like Good that Because uh, my father-in-law, to be one day, potentially, told me that. So it could be... Wow, let's unpack that. <laughs> <laughs> if he behaves, I'll marry your son. <laughs> Isn't that so awkward? Because I want to call my not mother-in-law my mother-in-law. Because, I mean, what else? Ugh, we're not, our language we're not is married. so clunky. I know. So clunky. Well, it's we're just, Asian as well, so there's words for everything for everyone. Well, yeah, exactly. Like, why can't I just call her auntie? Like, I call everyone else auntie. <laughs> yeah. No? In my family, there's your dad's older brother is one thing, his younger brother is another thing, his older sister is one thing. If they're from your mum's side of the family, they're not called the same thing. And if they're on your dad's side of the family, they're called one thing. It's hard for me to say because I always feel like I'm only speaking for my weird family. Yes. Um, 
again, I have, because I'm mixed, I have that imposter syndrome. Mm-hmm. Um, in That's why every... I didn't say any of those examples in Absolutely. case I got them wrong. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like older sister, you can call anyone you, you respect who's younger than an auntie or papa, you know, like a grandma. Mm-hmm. You can call them Cheche, which means like big sister. Right. Okay. Um, you stick yeah, a G yeah. on the end for anything in Punjabi. Yeah. Just G it up. Make G. It respectful. Auntie G. Oh, okay. Baji, yeah. But then yeah, there's Didi. Right, okay. Like, sister is my Didi, but it's more of contemporary. Uh, anyone listening who is South Asian who's like, you are so wrong, don't get in touch. I'm fine with not knowing. Yeah, don't <laughs> at me. We don't care. Don't at me. <laughs> wanted to say that. You know, for a while. Listen, we should probably talk about what we're looking at today. Yeah. Um, guys, we're looking at the first pilot episode of Ali McBeal. Now, I think we will have listeners wow. who weren't watching it first time around. We yes, might. because it's fucking old. It's, fucking it's old, really man. old. Did you look at when it came out, the pilot? Accidentally, I did. Oh, yeah. I didn't. Okay. Okay, cool. I guess, guess, to. guess. Oh, no, right now? Yeah, go on, guess. Right now, before I've Googled it? <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't seem fair. Yeah. I mean, guess what? Okay, the yeah, pilot yeah. episode of Ali McBeal. Okay, when was I watching it? Can I just say, before I guess this, um, I was yeah. so excited to hear the theme tune. And when the theme <gasps> tune so came was on, I. well, when the theme tune came on, I realised all week I've been singing the Dawson's Creek one to myself. And They're so away, similar. You're totally forgetting that. Yeah. To be it was, and it's so on oh, Dawson's Creek, which you definitely do that. Oh, yeah, well, wow. yeah. Guys, um, the Ali McBeal one go. It goes, um, oh, now that you send that one, it goes, oh, um, no, it knocks it out your head. I've been searching for tonight. I know there's so much more to life. Oh, wow. I'm so glad I'm recording this on Zoom. <laughs> Let it out, baby. When I heard that song, I was like, I didn't remember this at all until I heard the music. I've watched all of Ali McBeal. I like, I think I, I used to work at, guys, this is not a brag, but I used to work at Virgin <laughs> Megastores, the big one on Tottenham Court Road, like when I was Okay, sorry, sorry. In the DVD section. Oh, yeah. My um, used to work in HMV, actually, so. Uh, but big one in not, not the massive Virgin Megastores. I mean, literally, there was Never like five floors, five Never floors. I'm born and bred in London, so that's Yeah, well, how's why. Virgin doing? How's Virgin doing, mate? You're right. Oh, I don't know, but the internet connection in my house is shit. Same. Not sponsored, but oh. if they would like to, that would be fine. No, <laughs> if they would like to sponsor us, they could just start running just the broadband the service you. speed that they Bastards. are promising. So that would be good. Yeah, I sorry. have a feeling that I had the box. Oh, how, would I, how on earth would I have got the box set? I was the sort of person that would watch all of Ali McBeal, but I wasn't the sort of person who would buy all of Ali McBeal. Did I download it on Napster? Did you get it as a Christmas bonus from Richard Branson? (laughs) (laughs) No, occasionally we'd get a shandy while we were restocking for Christmas. Okay, so you're actually giving me clues as to when the pilot would have come out. You were old enough to drink shandy. No, 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 baby girl. Yeah. Sure, you can take that as a clue, but we're disappointed. Well, I'm making you like 13 in this. Okay, okay. Old enough to drink a shandy in (laughs) London, right? Okay, Okay, so I'm going to guess 98. Oh, such a good guess. Also, you probably think I'm older than I am, but... No, 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 no. I'd I'd knocked the shandy. I thought it was before the noughties, and it was not when I was like 4'11". 4'11". You know, 4'11". 4'11". Yeah. 
Well, um, yeah, it was not. It was ninety-seven. Ninety-seven. We were young. Yeah, yeah. Time out. One second. I've got to take my inhaler. I feel very wheezy. Yeah, go I'm sorry. On. <sighs> not sponsored by Dentalin, but if they'd like to, that'd be fine. <laughs> Don't laugh. Don't laugh. I can't be responsible for an attack. Can't get a ventilator to you. The problem. You make me la- laughing. Is the thing that gives me asthma. Oh, you chose the wrong career. <laughs> you should see this girl in Edinburgh. She's a hoot on stage oh, in a comedy. Good thing you never make me laugh, mate. Oh, no, that wasn't nice, was it? And it wasn't true. All right, either. fine. Okay, so yes, we are looking at Ali McBeal, the pilot episode. Should we do a really quick synopsis? Let's do a really quick rundown because like, I, mean, I love your rundowns, but you really let me down when you did it well in the last episode. Yeah, I really want to see you fail um, now. Yeah, okay, all right. So, so that I feel better about my my rambling synopses. Oh, shit, Ali McBeal <laughs> is a series that follows a lawyer called Ali McBeal, and she's great so far. I'm gonna kill you, and <laughs> she. It's about her life at a law firm run by an old classmate, Richard Fish. And at this law firm also works her childhood sweetheart, Billy Thomas, who's a a big lawyer there as well. So it follows her career and her personal life and her, she's absolutely madly still in love with her childhood sweetheart. And he's madly in love with her, but he's still married. And off we go. So go fuck yourself, Hamelon. Interesting. You, you, yeah, okay. You did, you did a whole, um, you did like a series synopsis, not an episode synopsis. Yeah, well, you did a scene by scene breakdown, one podcast. And I I'm just, you- hey, <laughs> I just said it was interesting. I mean, you take that how you want. <laughs> Do you want to have a little check-in? Let's have a little check-in. Right, you know, I mean, I'd say that even if I wasn't, because um, at heart I am British. But <laughs> only um, no, not only heart. She's British. I am British, fully British. I'm not English, though. No one yeah, calls sorry, me I always get English. my origins and heritage. Do you remember when up? that? Do you remember when that old lady, that mad old lady, called me English in at the National <gasps> Theatre? Oh my I God! Do. Can we tell them about that? that you can so tell great. them, and do you know why you can? 100% tell them because it kind of links into something I've got to say about Ali McBeal oh, okay. okay, No, great. I'm not going to link it, but I'll remember. Okay, so please. <laughs> this was back in the day when we could move about freely and so on. <laughs> and we live so far apart from each other, me and Emily, that we always end up having to meet in central London, which is a massive ball eight. We So we met up at the National Theatre Cafe to uh, do not some sponsored, work. but they would like to, that would be fine. Not given a job by them, even though we've been in for them. So we are actors, uh, available for hire. Thank you. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> so we were working in the cafe and there was some kind of immersive theatre experience happening on the floor above. And this nice man came round, handing out leaflets saying, oh, there's an immersive thing going on upstairs. Kind of like it's tubular really... bells. To be honest, I don't remember hearing anything and I'm... No, but and we would be the first to say if it was... Because we up. are anal. Yeah. But this woman who was sitting uh, alone on the next table immediately like started ranting at him I think that is fair to say she was running oh she was ranting yeah she was an older American woman and she was like I used to come here all the time and now you're putting on this immersive event and I I am being disturbed and did you know that the most like shouting at this I have a heart condition and you're affecting my heart condition yeah the highest statistics some made some bullshit remark and already like as this was going on me and Emily 
We love to get involved. You're a side eyes, We love to get involved. <laughs> we do love to get involved. Everyone else is trying to like pretend they're carrying on, and we're like, just give me an opening, and I'll be in there. Yeah, when she takes a breath, I'm getting in. So I'm we're like, we should in. save him. We should save this poor man because this poor man. I think you might have been being the smart one at this point, being like, just let's just leave it. But then she said, I can't remember exact exactly what medical term she tried to invoke, but she was like, did you know that the biggest killer in the UK is? Owl disturbances, <laughs> yeah, essentially, essentially saying this, this, this man who was sort of standing under attack. Firing for probably a different show, probably this Yeah, one. and I couldn't help myself because of my big old gums. <laughs> and I went in and I was like, I, I don't think this gentleman is responsible for the biggest killer in the whole of the UK. And she went, oh, typical British woman. No, English woman. Yeah, English women typical always getting involved. Women. Get out of my face! Get out! She and as soon she, as it happened, I was like, "Oh yeah, shit!" She went code red. Yeah, code red, not code four hundred four, which is out now on Sky with my beautiful baby Emily Lloyd Saney starring as Ryle, alongside Stephen Graham. Ooh. Yeah, and Danny Mays and Anna Maxwell Martin, and also featuring the voice of some sexy little baby called Anna Leon Grophy as the voice of the AI. Oh, yeah. That's right. We're both in code four hundred four. Sorry, she went code Don't red. Don't even worry about it. But she went code <laughs> red. <laughs> she really did. She went off the charts you know the sort of off the charts we're like oh this is about something else because i'm historically rowdy like died in the wall rowdy i was like oh great a fight <laughs> <laughs> and then i'm starting to realize at this point i'm like mm, now for anyone looking this woman is obviously unstable in her 70s and i've given it back screaming <laughs> but she but she was going you english woman this is typical english women getting involved you weren't being asked and i went i'm not english and she went you english women I went, and then she sort of <laughs> you stormed never off and I was like, accept your heritage you english women <laughs> yeah. and i just shouted after her being like not English. <laughs> but sick burn, what? babe. <laughs> you are you're at the National Theatre Cafe. You're surrounded by actual English women. None of them are getting involved because they're English and they're doing the English thing, which yeah. is not getting involved. So I don't know where the, she the was. Asian side that's getting us involved. And then she oh, went the to a Irish security side, guard you know? and she ranted at him for many, many <gasps> oh, times. Man. Many. Girls. And then I wanted to go over and apologize and be like, "I'm sorry. You're obviously upset." And Emily was like, "She will kill you." Yeah, don't, she don't. will kill you. Yeah. Pick your battles, uh, but also pick your makeups. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She was very angry at that man. Yeah. You're in a theatre. If you don't want the theatre in a theatre, go to a, just a regular cafe. Go anywhere else. Door, sweetheart. No, no one yeah, we're in, in the there. South Bank. Come on. Yeah. Uh, anyway, yeah. I think you've still got some of that inner rage that needed to come out there. Oh, I really do. And actually, that's one thing I can say for, for this little segment been doing this really great hit class on Monday mornings and I've really been enjoying it because the first time I did it I was like oh I can't walk for five days but we got to the point in one of the tracks on Monday and she was like you're going to sprint when it gets to the course you're going to sprint 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 you're just running for yourself you're running for yourself and I was like okay I'm going to do that I'm going to try and let out some of the sort of um cooped up rage energy and rage energy yeah, yeah sure you could say energy but really some, some say energy rage. some say blind rage <laughs> And uh, I ran so hard and fast that I accidentally, I didn't even realise I was running backwards and I just slammed myself into the door frame. <laughs> slammed the back of my head into the door frame. Like a top dickhead. 
What a so, guy. <laughs> yeah. So there is definitely some cooped up um, <laughs> sentiments there. Let's get to it. Ali McBeal, the pilot. You summarised very well. Thank you. I think it's worth just saying in the first episode, in the pilot episode, the circumstances are that Ali, a young lawyer, is being sexually harassed okay, by yes. Amy. <laughs> That's the main thing. <laughs> Oh, I, I didn't think that was important at all. No, it's not irrelevant. Not with this podcast. Oh, okay. Um, she's been <laughs> one of the other lawyers. Disgusting old creep. guy. Um, creep is like brushing her ass and then grabs her ass. Um, and she tries to sue him. And he's like, oh, I have OCD. I have to grab people's... Anyway, she ends up leaving, going to Richard Fish's firm. Um, but essentially, that litigation is at the centre of it, where he's like, you can't prove it. They're like, you're just a creepy old I man. He's sickness. like, yeah, off the record, I am. But on the record, I have an illness. So it's kind of about that. And this surprise discovery that the new place she works at her old boyfriend is working at. So let's get into it because, oh my days. Oh, please, because I have no idea where to start. Okay, let's start here. One, it's very positive that this is only, this only occurred to me halfway through. It was like, it's 1997. The protagonist, the lead character is a woman. Mm -hmm. And probably in the scope of the show is weighted just about 50 50 you know maybe even slightly sometimes more women in in the show yeah so that is great big old tick from us but it is fucking completely centered from the beginning from the get-go of like she was in love with this guy from when she was a kid then she followed him to harvard she didn't even want to do law she followed him because they were going out and then he he broke up with her. He didn't even break up with her. And it's perfectly normal. You're at fucking university to study somewhere else. She feels like completely betrayed by that. Obviously, breaks up, breakups are hard, whatever. How much time has passed from then till now? Because she is still fucking obsessed with him. Well, I mean... Right, so all the way through the episode, you're kind of like, okay, yeah, she still harbors feelings. She still, and then there is a scene where the wife of her ex-boyfriend, oh my now God, no, colleague, you, you know what I'm going to say. Yeah, I am jumping. She's still got a photo of him on the mantelpiece of when oh, they were. Oh. That makes no sense. I was like, what? okay, you're a fucking stalker woman. What is that? Yeah, one, they've left university. She's had a job. He's got married. I would say conservatively. At the minimum, three years have passed. Yeah? yeah? Yeah, minimum three. But probably more like five, three to five years. You guys broke up. It was your first love. You broke up with your first love. Okay, I know it's hard. Oh my God, you've got a photo <laughs> of him. She's really stressed. I out. am freaking out. <laughs> She's so because stressed. then, on top of it all, oh my God, Emily, on top of it all, the wife comes, Georgia, yeah. his wife. Comes How do you know where she lives? To... We don't know. We don't know. No, 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 no. Don't jump ahead. I'm sorry. She comes, she comes to the law firm. Oh, yeah, sure. To sure, pick sure. up Billy. And he's like, oh, this is Ali McBeal. And Georgia is straight up fucking I fucking her husband. She's like, okay. Oh, uh, literally pissing on her territory. So much, though. It was so nice to meet you, Ali. 
And I was like, why would you be doing that? You were like, oh, hi, new person, babe. Um, let's go. And We've got she picked up on a vibe. She explained later. <clears throat> she got the vibe. So she, she explained later when Renee, Ali's friend, who's the only one that speaks any sense, only person of color, they go out dancing. They go out dancing to the clubs that don't exist or maybe they did exist in the 90s, you know, where everyone dances, but all the lights are on. Yes. And apparently they're home. <laughs> They're home having a cup of tea before Georgia turns up. Yeah, what, they've been where out they on the dancing? Just after after work until about eight thirty. What time? Exactly. There's no sense of time. Now the thing is, me and Anna are currently writing something, and the sense of time has been like, it's really hard, isn't it, to write? Anna yeah. McNeil didn't even bother. You're out on the razz, she pops around, you've got a cup of tea, no one's drunk. Nobody's drunk. I'm sorry, but she's gone to her house. As you say, Emily, how does she have her address? I know. And she feels fully justified to be like, yeah, I got a vibe from you, so I thought I'd pop round your fucking gaff. I think it's quite clear you're still in love with my husband, just because it's the pilot episode and I've got some exposition to do. (laughs) And apparently... We are going to personify all women in this pilot episode as man-hungry, boy-crazy locos. Absolute basket cases. And I know the whole thing about Ali is like, she's a very neurotic woman and they've got all those, you know, Dancing Baby. That doesn't happen in this episode. I forgot that Dancing Baby was part of Ali McBeal. Yeah. I forgot. Which was all really kind of groundbreaking stuff, I think, at the time. I had a book of Dancing Baby. Did you? Yeah, a little Did you, yeah. dance this way, dance that way. Flicker books are boring, aren't they? Just like, <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, that filled up about 15 seconds of my life. Yeah, and now it will hang around my house forever. Forever. Probably still going Forever. Somewhere. Sorry, yes, but yeah. So, yes, that's Ali's just, brain and we get her neuroses. Yeah. But for everyone. Yeah, it's, but it's, it's just so like, okay, Billy who is the object of affection of both Ali and his, his wife, wife, obviously. Um, quite rightly. Quite, quite rightly so. Um, another beautiful blonde, FYI. Mm. Is just straight up and down, big old all-American sack of who gives a shit. Like, <laughs> <laughs> wow. I wish you'd written a review on him when it came out. Big all-American sack of shit. <laughs> But he's got like a little feathered fringe Audrey Hepburn. He does. Um, can we just pause to talk about very briefly the layers in this show? There's a lot of feathering going on. You talk about the feathering, yeah, yeah, the yeah. Feathering yeah. of oh. everybody's hair. So many feathers. My favorite I think thing. Feathers must have come in around then. It's the '90s. You twist your hair up and you you put a clip in it but you still leave like all the hair from the outside rim of your head. (laughs) Just like, why? Just leave the tendrils. I think I used to do that. Just the tendrils. I used to to have a ponytail and get these, because you know I've got wings, Anna, Um, get the side side bits. I'm doing it right now on the call. And just have And she says wings, she means sort of like those two bits, which if you were a young Hasidic boy, they would be the bits that you would ring that. Those those little bits where your sideburns are. Mine grow those, out just sideways. And they've like never gotten long enough to clip back. Antenna. Yeah. yeah, exactly. My it's really hot. Alfalfas. And when I had a perm, I could never look after it. So I used to have a ponytail and then I would leave them wet. I would keep them wet at all times. <laughs> that's oh, that's so sweet. It was Ali McBeal who knew that was my inspiration. I like that. 
Yeah. Brands. Sorry, it's Billy's Feathered Fringe got us onto that, but the feathering and no, the no. throughout the programme Emily, incredible. If you're worrying about going off on a tangent, Emily's always worrying about going on a tangent <laughs> when we're already on a fucking house of cards of tangents. <laughs> we're just building, because that makes me think of how iconic the, the sort of colour palette. First of all, Callista Flockhart is so so tiny she's a tiny person so tiny tiny, tiny um really I, I wonder if she's really short as well because she looks i think she's yeah very petite all around but all these little suits these little skirt suits which i Great think suits. i remember really kind of being into and they're all like powder lilac and she always has a neckerchief she has a neckerchief. The fuck you're going into court with a neckerchief? Those they were different times. Yeah, yeah. Time. But Billy is so um, not only so bland and boring, and as Renee says, a limp fettuccine, but he's also so assured of his own. Like at one point he comes in and he's like, "You still have feelings. You still, um, you obviously still have feelings for me." Says to her, and I'm like, "Excuse me, who feels so like?" brazen to be like well look I'm an average looking white man <laughs> so you must still be having feelings for me even though you're an absolute smoking hot babe who's yeah. very good at her job yeah he's also like to ease your upset I will slag off my wife a bit just so you know do not like that bit at all that was that's what? okay so what <clears throat> happens is he says we've known each other too well for me to know that you were hoping that she would be fat and ugly and missing teeth and uh Ali McBeal's like yes yes I was I really was which is kind of up like to this, this point I'm like oh that's quite a nice little observation the, yeah sure. weird niceness with the <clears throat> honesty and then she's like I need something you can't leave me like that which is such a strange line and then he's like she's got a bunion she snores and Ali, Ali McBeal's like thank you um she's gorgeous yeah wife. Oh, i'm sorry shit move don't worry she's not perfect she's got these two awful flaws about her so don't feel bad dick move you all american shitbag <laughs> yeah exactly that's a dick move and also you were together for the whole of high school and university so again what are we looking at between five and seven years okay yeah. you've thrown up in front of each other mm. you've stuffed has happened one of you has had a yeast infection in that time you know some oh, bad things have happened yeah it would have been Ali obviously it would be Ali it would be Ali I, yeah, yeah. I don't know what your point is <sighs> with that just so you know <laughs> they're sort of clip-clopping around each other yeah like, I see, I see, I see. like they're two people who've only just met yeah and still think that the other person is like the most shiny perfect person in the world mm -hmm. do you know what I mean does that make yeah, sense when it. you first meet someone and you really fancy you're like oh my god oh. and you never think of them like when they've got food poisoning and are in the yeah. shower shitting and throwing up at the same time and you're having to come in and like help them out I have a friend this was years ago and things might have changed but she said to me that she'd never passed wind in front of her boyfriend and they'd been together mm. do you remember this I told you she was like, no, oh, I have a friend like that as well. Oh, I've never farted in front of my boyfriend. And I was thinking back and I was like, I can't remember a day where I haven't farted in front of John. Not in fact, day. that's, I mean, I'm that's one of the things that, that's really made me realise, like, being apart from you is just, I've not yeah, smells better. experienced your farts. 
Bit. You say this a lot, right? I've sm- I smelt yours, okay? Yeah, they're, they're I can frequent. give them out. They're, yeah, you can. But give I save them up. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but it's not me doing it anymore. It's the baby. Do you know? It's <laughs> weeing in me. Like even now, as I speak, I'm being weeded. Yeah, yeah. You are essentially a, a urinal. I am at this point. Yeah, punch bag and urinal. That's the beautiful gift of life. Oh, it's so blessed. Yeah. You're right. How are you? <laughs> oh, My I'm love. a fine Enough. baby girl. Um, I got a lovely day out on Sunday to the hospital um, oh. because I had to have a blood test for something. Got the all clear, so it's such a non-story. But the hospital was King's hospital they've changed the labor ward into the coronavirus isolation unit so i didn't really want to be anywhere near it when the midwife had said you need to come in you need to come in today because it's something we need to check for come to fourth floor triage sure so i get to the hospital wandered around trying to find some lifts ended up in a completely different wing finally find the right bit go to fourth floor follow the signs to the labor ward what is it anna it's the coronavirus isolation unit oh what there ain't no signs for triage Ain't no signs. So you, hang on, they've converted? Wait, 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 wait. The labor now ward in Kings is now yeah. the isolation unit. And then they sent you to another place and it was still the isolation unit. It's fourth floor and it was the birthing suite, but it was basically, you come out the Were they go, fucking with you? Were they trying to fuck with you? Well, you couldn't get in. You had to buzz to get in, and I wasn't—I didn't need to buzz. I was like, I'm, um, I'm fine. I think maybe they were fucking <laughs> to <and> kill me. <laughs> the rate is dropping. How are we going to get some more people in? Look there? at this pregnant woman. <laughs> Two for one. Well, General. basically, you come out lift, and left is isolation. Right is where I needed to be, and it's literally they're just wards apart. I—I'm sorry, I can't cope. Ain't no signs for triage. Hospital, no. Sometimes there's those lines, those coloured lines on the floor. Oh, they may have been on the floor. Emily, the point is, I don't understand. You know, I can't even go into a shop and come out and then go carry on the way I was going. No, (laughs) Anna is directionally challenged. I am. But you have lots of other strengths in other places. Thank you, babe. Okay. I'm so glad. I don't know what they are. (laughs) We're working on it. We'll find them, well, we'll find we them. Through Soho, Let which we do every day of the week, pretty much. I'm always like, how do we get from here to here? Like I walk around this place, these small, tiny little right. web of roads. London born day. and bred, she can't, she can't do yeah. it. No, but can't even London, I think, I think London signposted badly. How is anyone alive in Paddington Station and not just <laughs> stuck like, like a sim where you've taken away <laughs> the door of his living room and it's just bouncing off walls. <laughs> how do you find your, how do you go into bank and come out monument? How? Oh, I just want to go I feel like that, you know, when you see, okay, this sounds really top. If you ever see things from missing Some people, Harry Potter shit. my initial thought when I see anything from a missing person is probably in bank trying to get out. Because it's impossible. Exactly. I have walked around thinking, maybe I'm in purgatory. Maybe I died. What is even embankment? What is embankment even though? Why is the point of embankment? Why are you there? I don't even know. How is Charing Cross on Leicester Square, Trafalgar Square? Oh, so confusing. And also, when you go down the escalators, stand on the right is such an... What does that mean? Stand on the right. (laughs) 
not not walk on the left, stand on the right. Just stand on the right. Stand on the well, right. Also, if you want, dogs must be carried. So if you don't have a dog, you should not be going down. You there. cannot <laughs> get on this escalator without a dog. I wish that was the rule. <laughs> dogs must be carried. Otherwise, no. They must access. be carried. No. <laughs> Carry dogs. Oh, you don't no have a dog. Please try a different station. Maybe bank. <laughs> So yeah, I'm fine. I had a day out. It was actually very, you know, very boring, but all was fine. Oh, I had a wonderful sucks. midwife who was um, oh, really yeah. shit at taking blood, but she sang me a lovely song called "Sexy Sexy Pains." If you were saying, I don't think singing, that makes up for almost making my wife pass out. If you're singing "Sexy Sexy Pains," <clears throat> you have to be in one. Okay, there's going to be people listening that don't want to know about all this, but um, yeah, she was really bad at taking blood, but her song choices were <laughs> delicious. Okay, but that's it. Generally, I'm fine. It's very thoughtful of you not to discuss because some people are funny about that stuff, right? See, you're so thoughtful. I am thoughtful. When Georgia has come round to confront Ali at the house because she's got her address for no reason like that, at the end, she says, I'm so sorry, I really hate you. And I laughed at that bit a lot because I thought, oh, so honestly, mm-hmm. these women talk like how we, you know, when you walk away from an argument, you're like, oh, I wish I'd said that, wish I'd said that. Or the, honest yeah, version, yeah, yeah. the unfiltered, honest subtext to what we're always saying. But then she says, yeah, I really hate you. And I'm like, ha ha ha. And then Ali McBeal says, well, I really hate you too. And they both laugh like friends. And that's it. Yeah. That's it. I, want, I want your opinion on that. Well, I was in two minds about it because I think, it's trying to say more than it, it's more than the sum of its parts. Uh-huh. Um, and I've been watching Glow recently. Oh, Such Glow. a good shout. Love Glow. And I lockdown. can't wait we've been doing this podcast for so many years that we get to watch Glow and ask if it's still legit. And the answer is no, but I still love it. <laughs> Let's not get into whether okay. or not it's legit. But Betty Gilpin, Alison Brie, the whole cast is amazing. And... Um, but I just was watching one today, which was two guys just coming into the dressing room and just being so inappropriate. And they're like, hey, Betty, do you want to come for a drink? And she goes, oh, no, I'd love to, but I'd rather eat out the asshole of a dog. <laughs> and it just gave me so much joy because oh. it was one of those moments, like you say, yeah. that wouldn't happen. Like, they're basically still in the room. You wouldn't say that but it's important for the scene that we know what that is thinking. exactly what they're thinking. Okay, fine, 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 fine. But I really, I really liked in the series, I love Ali McBeal moments, the fact that a series can have, you know, you know what I'm saying when I'm saying Ali McBeal moment. And I love the way it sets those up. It just is really weird and unapologetic about being weird. And some of them, I'm a bit like, hmm. And then it repeats the joke later and you're like, I get it, I get it. Like when she says, I feel puny in conference rooms. And as soon as you see yeah. she's tiny on a massive chair and I'm like, but having a really serious conversation. Yeah, which I, I agree because I thought, oh, if we have to see her in the conference room. She's like, I, Google, Google, yeah, I'm just I don't a see I don't lady see baby. Don't, we don't like Exactly. That. But when she's in there and she's making a really good point about international tax or whatever, and she still feels really small. I'm like, yeah, that's that's really, really good. Jane Krakowski is incredible. She's, Jane, I forgot that this that was what kind of made her that 
it made the career of a lot of people. Lucy Liu, Portia Rossi, Calista yeah. Burkhart, and <clears throat> Jane, can't say her last name, say it again. Krakowski or Krakowski. Sure. But Jane Krakowski. it didn't because she's been working since she was like 17. I've looked her up before yeah. because she is in 30 Rock is basically the best thing in 30 Rock. Sorry, She's Tina, incredible. She is an incredible She's so actress. great. And she's like a Broadway star and blah, blah, blah. Anyway, she's great in it. She's got that breathy, like, I've lined up your seven o'clock. And she's so great. Even her, they've got um, her kind of, she's treating Richard how this fucking creep treats Sally McBeal. She like, oh, sorry, yeah. excuse me. I'm like, oh, Elaine. You're yeah. doing so well. Yeah, but Richard is completely inappropriate. He's like, I want you in that meeting because he's a, he's a wolf and she bats for the other team. So I was hoping you'd flirt with her. And Ali yeah. stands up against it. Yeah. But, and I know this isn't obviously in the pilot episode, but as you say, there's so Lucy Liu in the series. She's. That's a whole other thing. There's a whole we, bag of feminism to unpack there because she. There really is. Ling Wu, an inscrutable Asian, and it's, you know, like a. Yeah. A, a, Asexual a, Asian described as. Ace, mm, she is in, the, in Ali McBeal described as asexual. Asexual. But she's like super sexual. She's hypersexual. Yeah, I don't know whether it's an episode mention. It's just something I read today. Oh, okay, okay, okay. I remember her giving like the hair mass. She's meant to be like, sign a, sign a waiver. You're not allowed to tell anyone about my sexual secrets. It's all this kind of like hmm. sexy secrets of the oriental woman who fierce dragon lady, but kitten in the bed. Right, I thing. see. Okay, see, so you're saying that side of it. So almost fetishized in a way, the Asian. Yeah. Whereas what what I kind of remember, I remember this amazing scene where she's advocating for women who work in mud wrestling rings mm-hmm. and someone saying they're objectified, it's their only choice. They they might feel like they're they're being exploited. And she's like, okay, what would you have to what if we gave them gloves and made them box each other? If you talk about reductive, oh, it's it's amazing. Like the speech that she gives is incredible. And I'm like, oh, big bag of, big bag of woman there. But there's so many layers, so many layers. She was like the only Asian American representative of any woman at all on TV at that time. Which like, probably it explains was... some of the <clears throat> racist remarks you got as a teenager. Well, that's it. Like it kind of personified this kind of, this raging, angry, but mysterious and exotic hypersexual being but she's still really strong she's and she's got a lot of power it's very it's kind of like very on the line and do you remember when they killed off billy no yeah but i must have blocked it out they carried on for two more series after they killed billy yes because that's the like when robert downey jr came in Robert Downey Jr. Oh, shit. I forgot all about that. They killed off Billy. They literally, in one episode, was like, he announced he had a brain tumour, and in the next episode, gone. Wow, you really remember it. I remember it because that's, I think that's where I started. I started in like that series, like, what? It was the original Game of Thrones brutal cutoff. <laughs> like, uh, main wow. character kill and then I think it started going downhill from then and I don't think I'd be alone in thinking that they kill Billy well it's oh, interesting spoil that haven't I <clears throat> spoiler a 20 year spoiler it's interesting because Callista Flockhart I kind of saw something about 
And I don't know if it was clickbait, so I didn't click on it. Yeah. Um, about where Callista Flockhart has gone. I clicked on it because it was clickbait. She was a huge star. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Anna. It's bait. That's what Absolutely. it's there for, to click on. So it baited. was saying that she was in something, because it was like, why Hollywood won't cast Callista Flockhart anymore? And then it talked about her being in Ali McBeal. Then she was in another thing. series that she was in quite a long time. And then it just went on about her. She never craved attention. So maybe she's taking some kind of like, you know, an actor's sabbatical. She's just having some years yes, out the limelight. She was in something called Supergirl. I didn't see it. But I don't think, I think it's yeah, her choice. I, I was like, oh, that's shit gossip. There's a bit, Anna, where she reminds me of you so much, by the way. I mean, Ali McBeal. Oh, and she's like, really got her shit together. <laughs> Probably. Oh, sweet. Oh, if, you had to guess, if you had to guess what bit it was, could you guess? Do you um, if I had to guess. Oh, okay, yeah. In fact, I, can I guess? Yeah, go on. Is it when someone bumps into her in, yeah. in the street and she's like, fuck you! Then bump into people and then say, sorry, Rihanna! I was like, oh, Anna. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't take injustice lightly, guys. I'm a real justice warrior. So if you need someone to stick up for you for no fucking reason, I'm your gal. <laughs> Excuse me, I don't think the National Theatre or this man has anything to do with it. Okay, cool. In the Who street, doesn't need to defend it? It has happened. And I mean, to be fair, a guy put his hand into your pocket. Do you remember? Yeah. That, Everyone's that. glad and then that there that's was that, how that syllable ended. Taxi driver. <gasps> Sped around the corner. We were both yeah. He didn't just speed around the corner. He honked his horn while speeding up, like really aggressively. And we were in the middle of the road already. Not just us either, was there? No, it wasn't just us. Um, But it was almost a way of like, oh, how can I guarantee that these people will be so terrified they'll actually get hit by me or somebody else because Mm. I'm essentially acting like a train coming towards them. Yeah. And we both found it very distressing and I was very scared because Emily was pregnant and I didn't want anything to happen. And then coronavirus happened. So thanks, <laughs> taxi driver. So she, yeah, Coincidence? Well I think not. <laughs> you just weakened your case against Uber taxi drivers. Get out of here. So Anna swore at him just as a kid was walking past. I didn't you know, even see the kid. I just, I was... You didn't see the, the way, yeah. and then I think when I was telling no, you off for swearing, I was like, Anna, what the fuck are you? <laughs> I just started swearing as well. Yeah, Anna, what the fuck? And I was like, oh, I was really scared. Uh, but um, yeah, we, the, honestly, when that happened, I was like, that's what Anna would do. If she was having a bad day, mate, you don't get to barge. You don't get to barge. I try, and you're probably going to get your chest poked as well. <laughs> I'm not, um, sometimes the quality means I will, I will always stand up. If someone is doing something bad on a tube carriage, for example, mm-hmm. I will be the fucking one who will be like, excuse me, that's not okay. You're bothering that person. Can you not? And everyone else in the carriage will be like, do, 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 do. But I can't keep my mouth shut. But then other times, and I get it from, thanks, babe. And I do appreciate, I really appreciate that you never make me feel like, oh my God. I remember. We switch roles um, sometimes as well, though. We do. Sometimes you're an Anna. Whoa, I remember being, the waitress uh, whoever gives me and Anna the wrong meal because then we both do. Oh my god, exactly. Because we both were waitresses for so long, yeah, we won't that we're like, well, we know how we would deal with this, and it's with a lot more panache than you. But I remember when I was about 15 or 16, and I was working at the Tricycle Theatre in Kilburn, now the Kiln. Why? 
I was with another girl who worked there and we were at the bus stop and someone was being racist to me and I responded to, to it, you know, um, told them to go fuck themselves or whatever, I don't know. As I always did if anyone said anything to me like that. She was trying to shush me. Um, <gasps> Stupid girl. Yeah. It's that thing of like, oh, sorry, should I just let that person go? Or whatever the fuck they were doing, you know, yeah. just something racist, something fun and racist. Um, and you never, you know, like, even if I, you know. I will never apologise for you. Yeah, I really appreciate that. No. Because sometimes I'm like, oh, I have gone too far. Like, I've um, got my back up before I needed to. But I'll apologise, you know. Don't go changing. Yeah. Try to please me. <laughs> Why are we so far apart? <laughs> There's also another bit that for some reason really, <laughs> some reason really jarred with me. The last scene, the last shot, she's walking yeah. home from work through the empty streets of New York. The lights are on. It's kind of dusk. She's just holding her jacket. <laughs> Ain't no one walking home from a firm like that just with a jacket. And that reminded <laughs> me <laughs> of every time. You we knew we'd have like huge backpacks. <laughs> always comments because me and Anna will have a rucksack with a laptop and the charger and lunch and snacks. A change and of clothes. A change of clothes because we're out all day. Probably costume for a live show we're doing later. We're like little turtles walking. Yeah. And we go into a meeting and some sort of beautiful willowy producer will be like, oh, are you running away from home? <laughs> yeah, I really, I was really jealous of that at all. But yeah. I suppose the question is, is it still legit? Well, the reason why I would say no, mainly because I thought the whole thing with Georgia coming over to her house and <laughs> her saying to Billy, you know, she goes like, you should have told her that we were in love. And it just feels like the series is really setting out its stall. Of course it is. It's a pilot episode. And it's saying what this is about is a woman who is desperately in love yeah. with this man she is choosing to center her life, not around the fact that she's got a great flat, a great friends, a great career. She's really good at what she does about the fact that she is not with a man. Yeah. Or not with him. It's really leaning on that. Yeah. yeah. Not only not with a man, but not with this stupid Disney princess idea of like being with this guy that you used to. There's like a montage at the end when she's walking back with her jacket. But she's walking along and there's these montages of them kissing in the rain. Spoiler, doesn't happen. Um, and like kissing as tiny children, like it's fucking like they're Macaulay Culkin and yeah, whatever. In my girl. What? Make some new memories with a new person. Like yeah. you're a grown ass woman. There's no memories of them actually. You know, there's only that one of them kissing in the rain at like the Harvard times mm. she doesn't seem to have that many memories actually she just repeats that one yeah. it's a pilot okay they didn't have the budget uh, but yeah <laughs> it's too much it wouldn't pass the is it the see i can't even say it, the bechdel test bechdel bechamel bechdel bechdel yeah absolutely that all she is ever talking about and thinking about is a guy yeah what like what is her interior life other than neurotic worryings about about Billy and this thing that she says is no Billy what I what I entertained was hope like when she finds out my residual feeling married, was hope yeah my residual feeling was hope 
and I'm like when he says I'm married her first question is do you have kids as in like <laughs> I feel less have you completed this work <laughs> yeah well I, I sort of took it as if she was saying like oh my god he's married he's ticked that box please don't tell me they've got two uh-huh. kids have and you a retriever. yeah yeah like has he won but if she has hope and she's still holding out hope and she's got his fucking photo on the mantelpiece That's- like Oh my god, bonkers. Renee, get rid of that shit. Throw that in the fireplace. Stand for that shit. She's the Anna, the person that would back you up at the bus stop. Yeah, she's great. And she she's the only one who turns around and calls out the madness of Georgia then appearing in her office after the midnight visit. Like a stalker, essentially like a stalker. And Renee comes in and she's like gives her full sass. But it's annoyingly problematic because you're like, oh, Renee's the sassy black friend. Sassy best friend. Yeah. Also, but that character would not let that picture be on that mantelpiece. There is no fucking way. No, I agree. But she's the only one who's like, how about you get the fuck out of, like, don't come and sit in her office. Don't be weird. Yeah. yeah. So you say no. I, I, hmm, I don't know. No. I would have said yes. Don't be swayed. That's, yeah, go for it. No, well, I would have said yes because um, it made me want to watch more of it. It set up some themes that I want to see and play out and see where it goes. But then for the, and we were just judging it by the pilot. Is the pilot still legit? Uh, I mean, is this a stupid thing to ask on a podcast that we've called? Is this still legit? I'm like, mm, what are we class as legit? Well, <laughs> what are the rules? But it's interesting. Yeah, yeah because it's interesting. Maybe we should have worked that out before we started. Uh, <laughs> there are no rules. Yeah, because it's the same as Sex and the City. The, the difference I think with Sex and the City is that it's not, it's about a group of women being a group of women and dealing with their sort of relationship woes together. Whereas yeah. Ali is kind of kind of really isolating her. I just don't, I just don't like this constant. <sighs> I watched that when I was young and I yeah. feel like it it embedded some of its stupid little prongs in my head <laughs> about just you need to chase a man, make it work, hold on to it, yeah. go to, like, he's going to law school, you follow him to law school. Yeah, and that's the like, first thing he we, leaves. yeah, that, <clears> that's <throat> never questioned, that is never, she never, I don't think she ever learned that that was a stupid thing to do, or that was her fault, or that she shouldn't have no. done that, or that was not on him. And she, she sort of says, that. yeah, and she's like, you're prioritising your career over our relationship, it's like, yeah, you're 21, you should be doing that too. Yeah. Don't follow this, like, this fucking vanilla man. Is that setting up that these are complex people that don't do the right things? These are grown-ups that refuse to grow up. These are kind of, the, like I say, yeah, the subtext yeah. to everything. If they're setting that up, like she is deeply flawed. But it's never really said, oh, of course we all think this is deeply flawed. It is kind of just like... Yeah. Do you know what it is? I think that there is something in it about, you know, when, 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 when she's saying the residual feeling was hope. Yeah. That, yeah. that we're being, it feels like we're being sold from Ali's perspective. Mm. We're meant to feel bad for Ali. Yeah. That instead of going, of taking the Renee stance, which is kind of... Crazy bitch, sit are down. You, yeah, like, forget about him. He's, you're worth more than that. Yeah. And also question the reason, question the reason why you had hope why did you have hope when because you weren't even living in the same story, city? Anna. It's a love yeah, story. Yeah, no. I just, yeah. At its heart, I just I hate the thought of a story. woman. 
I agree with you. And I'm amazed that I'm actually being the slightly more cynical one. This, but, <laughs> but I just hate this idea of like, of sort of selling this thing of like a woman having, holding out hope for a man who left, moved to another, like another state far, Didn't far away. Call. Never called. Never called. And she hasn't seen him for years. And she we find it romantic that she's still holding out hope for, for that. She hasn't quit the third, rather than torture it. for her. Absolute torture. She will stay there. To be honest, she's acting like it's like a melodrama. It's kind of a, like a melodramatic thing of like standing, I'm sorry, I have to put down my champagne that we're celebrating with and run off to a window and look out of it. <laughs> I think it's, it sells a bit of a dangerous, I'm, I'm turning up the volume on one element of it, but yeah. it's turning up this kind of Disney princess thing of love, true love, it's hard, and da 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 da. But if you win your man, and if you really, really love them, you will, you'll, you'll win the prize and you'll live happily ever after. Yeah. And in the yeah. meantime, you can kind of run to the, to the, to the open the window, window. <laughs> and, and look out into the rain. You and know, have a sob. And like, oh, don't worry, you won't have any fallen mascara or any tears yeah. when he walks in after you. Because I've definitely been subject to that where I'm like, why hasn't the guy followed me into the yes, room? I just I'm left standing by the window. He's let me go. Yeah. And you're like, oh, because this is really tiring and over the top. And actually relationships require work, not histrionics. Yeah. The two, the one situation I can think of where I stormed away from a guy and he followed me and we had, the, and it was actually raining. And I said something really. Oh my god! Like, see, that's so romantic. Be, just didn't want to be my boyfriend, but he was so heartbroken that I, like, almost moved on. Uh, I still don't know what was going on in that brain. Oh. And and then kind of followed me. And then afterwards, he was like, uh, I, "I just can't let you walk away. I can't let you walk away." And I was like, "Well, tell me, like, one day will will this happen?" And he couldn't answer it, and we never got together again. And that was it. Yeah. He's still with yeah. the girl he left me for. I was I've, like, oh, yeah. well, if that's what those are, then fuck it anyway. Do you know what I mean? I've heard that same similar thing where I'm like, so you're not breaking up with me because you just called me back. Fine, well, if that's how you feel, I'm, that's it. And then off I go and they're like, Anna, Anna, no, come on, come back. It's like, you just don't want to be the bad guy. You're waiting for me to last word. Oh, you didn't let me, you wouldn't let me leave on my highfalutin melodramatic. Like, yeah, let me storm off and wish Let me storm off and by the window. Yeah. Oh, the windows then I, are standby. Fuck off. Yeah. Those, those windows. Step into gonna look my scene themselves. and tell me you still don't want to be with me. Get out. I only come in here if we're going to spend the rest of our life together. Hello. Exactly. That's not the script. And that is why Ali McBeal is not legit because it's set up. Oh. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, good. <laughs> I'm really glad we watched it. And it was really actually, I still enjoyed it. I still really enjoyed yeah, watching yeah. it. I wanted to watch more. I might. There's Why too not? much stuff Do out you? at the moment. So a code four and four on Sky and night in our TV now. <laughs> Guys, yes, you have to watch it. Honestly, it's, I can say it because I'm not, okay. I mean, I'm, I'm a voice in, I'm the voice of a fridge at one point, which is, which I'm very happy and I'm very glad. But Emily, I got to see some of it because I was doing the voiceover for it. And Emily is so funny and it is, the script's so good and it's great. Like, I can't wait to watch. I'm going to binge watch it tonight. You can watch all of them. You can watch all of them. It's all out. It's all out on ICV and it's out on Sky at 10. 
Can't wait. Anyway, so guys, we'd love to get some emails and stuff from you as well. We just want to know if we're shouting you into the void or not. If you've got any thoughts or if we've missed anything, any opinions, or just say hi, let us know that you're there. It's is it still legit at gmail.com. And we've got still legit podcast on Instagram now as well. If you like, if you do like it and you're enjoying it, please tell a friend. Can you rate it and subscribe, rate it and review it if you like it? Because that's really, really helpful for it to push it out to other listeners. Because we're a new, we're a new babies. (laughs) Listen, what are we going to do next week? Oh, we thought we'd go seriously old school. We're going to look at Wizard of Oz. Wow. Okay, I'd actually forgotten yeah. it was a Little Mermaid until you said that. But yes, it's Wizard well, of Oz. Well, hang on. No, do we want right. to do Little Mermaid? No, let's do Wizard of Oz. The Judy yes. Garland version. It's on Netflix. Yeah, is there another one? watch it. I yeah, it's on Netflix, UK Netflix. Well, there's um, The Wiz, which is... <gasps> Have you seen Return to Oz? Now, that's a fucking film. I think so. It's really dark. Yeah. Anyway, that's not what we're talking about. We are going to watch Wizard of Oz. You watch it too. And then yeah. we'll meet back here next week. That would be great. And thanks so much for listening. If you guys made it right to the end, we really appreciate it. <laughs> well done. Yeah. Ten points. Thank you Ten so points. much for listening. We'll see you next week. Bye.